Very good. Hey, this Sunday is just a uh, just kind of a, a, a tie up a few loose ends Sunday um, in the message, and um, so I uh, thought this week would be a good week. Um, you want to see the front, man? This is just like wow. Yeah, this is like this has been action. Now the reason I wanted to play that clip was because the song behind that clip is on this album. How many people have got a copy of the album so far? Oh man, I tell you what, there's three types of albums. There's first type, which you listen to and you go, Ugh. there's the second type that you listen to and you go, oh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I think so. And then you listen to it the second time and you're like, oh yeah, no, I like this album. And then there's the third type, which you put it in and right from the very first song, you're like, wow, I like that. And then the second song's like, boomfa. And then the third song's like, whoa, man. And so by the time you get to the third song, you're like, man, I can't wait. It's like a treasure chest of what's the next song going to be like. And this album, you get 17 tracks. So you know it's a good album. I arrived back at home the other day. I'm sitting in the car, and I thought, I'm just going to turn the car off and listen to the next song because it's just so cool. Uh, so I, 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 uh, I highly recommend this album. Um, now, um, it's only $20, but, uh, but I know that $20 sometimes, you know, when, when you've when you're doing it, you know, 20 bucks can be just like, oh man, that's just like, you know, I just haven't got space for that. Um, and so Ruth and I, we have, uh, we went out this morning, I purchased three copies, three copies, and I want to give these three copies, so one, one to each person, um, that you're just like, you really want the album, but at the moment, that would just be the squeeze, you know, that would just, you know, that would, that would be the thing that would just break the bank. So, I, it, and now don't be shy about this, if, if that is you, I'm just looking for three people that I can give these albums. Cool, Shan. That's awesome. Yep. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. One more. I'm looking for one more. Awesome. Fantastic. Very good. Good on you guys. Bless you guys. This is going to bless you. It's going to be incredible. Put it in the uh, car or at home and crank it up and worship, and you're going to have an amazing time. So uh, very good. Very good. Ah, you all good? Cool. That's good. I went. I spoke at Beulah Church the other night, and I said to them, "I said, oh, you guys are just about as good looking as our church. Just about, just about. You're still the best looking church in the whole of uh, well, the world. That's why we're going overseas. We just want to just, you know, want to check that out. But I'm pretty sure you are the best looking church in the world. So. Very good. Okay, I uh, just want to speak briefly this week. The marriage amendment bill uh, was changed. Was pushed through. Um, and uh, so I just wanted to uh, give you a, a little bit of an update of the things that we did um, so that you can be aware of it. Um, this is not something that I'm terribly excited about. Um, and uh, we have, I, I did a message back uh, sometime last year, uh, just talk about marriage, the purpose of marriage, the original intent that we see of it in Genesis. Um, and it's quite clearly there between a male and a female. And it was to, it's the most powerful covenant that there ever is, most powerful covenant, and it was designed to be a safe place to raise children. So when we look back at Genesis, we can see that quite clearly. Um, and so we sent in submissions, encouraged you guys to send in submissions, uh, emailed our local politicians, uh, both of our local polit uh, our main politicians, Clayton Cosgrove and Kate Wilkinson, uh, sent my submission and email copy through to them and received no reply. Uh, I 
also said to the select committee that I would be happy to uh, go before the select committee to appear before them. I was shaking in my boots at the prospect of that, but I thought, no, I'm passionate about marriage. Ruth and I have spent a lot of our, um, our life uh, doing marriage counselling and doing marriage preparation for it. So we're, we're, you know, this is a big passion topic for us. Um, and uh, we've looked for our marriage to be a marriage that uh, can be a, an example, I hope, um, for, for other people. Uh, the select committee, uh, I received the thing back saying they had received my uh, submission. The select com committee then never contacted me, and so uh, I was never given the opportunity to go before. When I followed them up and said, hey, I hear that submissions are happening in Christchurch, what's the deal? They said, oh, you know, there were so many submissions like you, so yours, so we're not hearing them. Now, you've got to understand that there is a senior pastor of a congregation of 300 strong and a regional leader of New Life, uh, of New Life Canterbury regional leader of New Life with, I think, uh, 11 or 12 churches that, uh, that I represent as well, and I was denied the opportunity to go before the select committee. Um, so that's, that gives you, some of the, uh, gives you a bit of an idea of some of the things that were going on in behind. Um, we... Uh, as ministers, then approached um, both Kate Wilkinson and Clayton Cosgrove. Uh, admittedly, this was kind of a, a last-minute, uh, last-ditch effort. Um, Kate Wilkinson still uh, de declined to um, meet with us and had uh, given indications to the other ministers when they had um, tried to talk with her that she was she had made up her mind and uh, she was going with it. Um, Clayton Cosgrove. Uh, did meet with us, so full credit to him for that, um, but obviously his mind was already made up. So, as I said in that message, you know, the ramifications of this are quite, it's quite significant for young people especially. Um, and, um, you know, one of the reasons why we have so many young people who are questioning and wrestling with this is because it's come through the education system, it's come through Parliament. So if you can get in at that level, then you can shape someone's mind. Um, and so, well, you've got a good chance of doing it. Yeah. Um, now, if this had been, if this had been about gay adoption, so the right for a gay couple to be able to adopt a child. If this had been about that, there would have been a public outcry. Because there is still an understanding in society that a child, the best place for a child to be raised is by a male and a female. We, we still, you know, the bulk of people that you would talk about um, will, will say that. So if this had been about gay adoption, there would have been an even greater outcry. But do you know the clever thing with what's happened here? is that the gay marriage now means that gay option, gay adoption automatically happens. Sneaky, eh? And that's what's just um, snuck through the doors of our parliament. There, they'll say that there is no agenda, but there has been an agenda, and there's been an agenda for a number of years. Um, and I read, a news, I read an article yesterday, I think it's Kevin Haig, the Green MP, who now wants to clear up a few little loose ends with it. So he's drafted another bill to go before Parliament, which will mean that uh, a single gay person can adopt a child. So this is, you know, this is the, the stuff that's still going on in behind there. Um, 
there's been confused messages about love and about human rights put alongside this. This is not an issue of love. We love people regardless of what's going on in their lives. Okay, it's not about love, and it's not a human rights issue. As I said in my, um, in my submission, I said, we've got male and female toilets. You know, I, and I said, can I say that that's discrimination, that I can't go into a female toilet? He said, no. It identifies that there is a difference between the genders. So it's not about a human rights thing. I think we should put that bill before Parliament, you know? We should be able to use any toilet we want. Because that's basically the same comment, um, if, we, if we're going to talk about it on human rights. So... I just wanted to, I wanted to be really clear and make this um, statement in this church that uh, we, do, we, we do not support gay marriage. Uh, we do not. We love the people that are wrestling with these issues, but as a church, we do not. I will not be marrying a gay couple or a lesbian couple or however. This is not hate. This is me looking at the Bible and taking my stand biblically. And if I stand biblically, then it will go well for me and for the future generations. We need to possess this mountain. You've probably heard me speak about the seven mountain mandate. We need to possess the mountains of education, of parliament, of media of uh, business, of family. That is, God has given us a mandate to do that. He wants every single person back, believing in him and knowing him. And the way that we do it is by influencing and being in places of influence. And I've got to take it off, I've got to take it to the, to the, um, the gay community. They have carefully, carefully placed themselves in positions of influence. Um, and uh, and I sh- you know and I, I have a number of um, of gay friends um, who say you know that they would say that they are gay um, and and you know I, I love them dearly I love them dearly and I think a lot of what they have done has been actually well-meaning they actually think you know this is a this is a worthy cause um, but we've got to remember that if we are going against the God ordained creation. We're going against how God created us to be. We're nev- so no one's, you're, you're never going to find fulfillment in that. We're never going to find fulfillment. And by just idly standing back, we're not going to help people find fulfillment with that as well. So that is a stand that, that we, uh, we feel we need to make here. So is that cool? It's all right? Very quiet. It's all right. A few people may leave the church. But um, we will love people regardless. So uh, just also wanted to uh, pick up on a few things from uh, Neville, uh, Neville's message last week, uh, just follow up. Um, and uh, that, that was an interesting message last week. And when I went back and looked at that message, I thought there are some uh, treasures that are actually hit, hidden within this. Um, that's the cool thing about when a prophetic ministry comes in, is that, you know, if you, if you, it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal. It's the glory of kings to uh, search out a matter. And so when I went back and listened to that message, I thought, man, there's some cool treasures in here. 
um, especially for us and where we're going as a church. So one of the things he said was an increased governmental anointing, bringing kingdom order and influence that has authority. Um, so now as a church, we're already impacting nationally. Uh, we've got Lynn, who's uh, uh, on the uh, apostolic leadership team of New Life. We've got Glenn, who is the national youth director for New Life Churches. I'm the Canterbury regional leader for New Life Churches. And so we've already got a, 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 a significant impact um, in those sorts of areas, which is really cool. We love, we love giving away what we've got here. Uh, because we know that we get blessed uh, back. But um, what's, uh, what's also been happening is that our influence in terms of this community has been increasing as well. Uh, Kevin Forlong, about three years back, he said, the term for you, North Canterbury, sits well in terms of a governmental uh, jurisdiction that God has given us or is taking us into. Um, and what's also cool is that we are increasing in terms of our international uh, governmental authority as well. So we've just had um, Neville here uh, working in Arnhem Land. We've just had Julie here. And so we have been strengthening ties with them and those missional organizations. So uh, that comes with influence as well. So right now, as you sit here um, and as you gave this morning, you are influencing in Cambodia. And you are influencing in Arnhem Land in Australia. And you are influencing in Mozambique just as you sit here this morning, or as you gave this morning. Um, and uh, the uh, scripture springs to mind, to whom much is given, much is expected. So I'm conscious that as a church, we have received a heck of a lot, uh, some cool blessings. And so God is looking to us to give that away and to influence then he also talked about the Urim and the Thummim, which was upon the breastplate uh, of the high priest. And so they would go before the high priest, and you had the two stones, the, I think they're the Urim. Um, and so they would light up for the yes or the no of God when they would inquire of God on behalf of the people. That's the yes stone would, a closed question, yes or no, the yes one or the no one would light up. And then you had the breastplate representing the 12 tribes of Israel, so 12 stones on there. Um, and so he used the example of whom shall go up and fight this battle and uh, the tribe of maybe um, Judah. Thank you. I just had a mind blank of all the tribes. <laughs> the tribe of Judah, that stone would be highlighted. Um, and so it was the yes and no of God and it was also the who shall go up of God. Um, and so I was thinking in regards to our building, um, we have the yes of God now. And that's what I was waiting for. I would not say anything until I, ha I knew that I knew that I knew that God wanted us to buy or build. Um, and so, and even then, I took a number of weeks just to really make sure that that was the yes of God. And I spoke with the leadership team, and we uh, we talked that through. And so, we have the yes of the God, and then we also have the whom shall go up, because God is saying we are the ones that He has called to build or to buy a church building at this time. It falls upon us as a congregation that He gave the word now. So we're all a part of that. We are the ones that God has said, I want you guys to spearhead this and to go up and to see this happen. Um, so that's pretty cool, isn't it, anyway? Uh, and I just want to reiterate a few hallmarks of what we believe is going to take place with this building. I believe that hundreds of thousands of dollars will be released to enable this. Um, God has gone ahead and hidden treasure for us to uncover. Um, and this may be in the form of favor with uh, different people, community, government, whatever. Um, and it may also be in um, terms of favor with finance of people outside of our family. 
um, and we will find treasure that is hidden under rocks. Uh, so I just want to reiterate that hallmark. If you're in a connect group, you would have looked and prayed about this this week and heard some more of this this week. So I encourage you to be a part of a connect group where the rubber hits the road uh, during the week as well. Um, and what happens, this is another hallmark, what happens with this building will exceed the natural ability of any person in this church. There's no one person that could finance what God is wanting to do. And it will be like with Gideon's army, where God just keeps saying, no, make the army smaller, make the army smaller, make this. because I don't want any one person to be able to take the glory for this. I want people, I, I want the glory. God's saying, I want the glory uh, for this. So rather than saying, we did it, we'll only ever be able to say, he did it. So um, some other strong leadings that we have, we're not 100% on these, but we, we're still believing that it's going to be somewhere, somewhere central or somewhere that will become central as the community continues to grow. We're in a growing community. Who knows where the centre of the town is going to be. Um, and there, another one that just keeps coming through is little or no debt associated with the building. Um, and I'm real keen on that one. <laughs> So, and I also want to say, look, you know, we, uh, we want to be approachable to everyone. This is something for us all as a family. So we want to hear your ideas. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your dreams. We want to hear your apprehensions as well. Um, that's fine. You know, there are apprehensions that will come up and they are valid. And uh, you, may find, you may see something that we haven't seen. And so we want to hear that as well. And so I want you to know that, that the leadership team uh, is very is very available to you to, to speak on that. Um, and I've just, I'm keeping prophecies, words. I've had people emailing me dreams and things that they've seen. And I'm just, I've, I've got a wee file there and it's just loading up. And that's so helpful for us because it also helps us determine the mind of Christ uh, in this matter as well. Um, another thing that I just want to give you an opportunity, I believe that what God is calling us to do is to call something for tomorrow into today call something that is available for tomorrow into today. So we're in a time now where we're believing and we're praying and we're declaring and we're calling things forth. Uh, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we've got the substance, which is the Word of God, which says, go and do this. Okay, but now we want to see that substance actually come into this reality. Okay, so um, a fantastic book, uh, Dreaming with God, that Bill Johnson has written, but there's a chapter at the end of it, chapter 10, and it's titled Pulling Tomorrow Into Today. Uh, and so I've actually, I've copied that whole chapter off for you. It's only, I think, about, um, what was it, Connor? About 10 or pages or something, isn't it? Yeah, so it's about 10 page, 12 pages. Um, very easy read, and it will bless you as well. So I've actually run off about 25 copies of that. Uh, so if you want to grab a copy of that, and this isn't something you stick in the Bible and never look at, uh, I encourage you to have to you to grab one of those if you want one. So they're just coming for round for you. So um, also uh, with that governmental authority, uh, God is positioning us for influence. Um, tell me this, who has the greatest influence, those who possess the land or those who don't? Many of you are homeowners. Who has the greatest authority? You or someone who doesn't possess your land? Yeah. The person who possesses the land has the greatest authority. If you 
uh, if you have the mountain, then you have the authority uh, and you, or your position to uh, be of greatest influence. There was a situation a number of years back at, where it came before the Environment Court um, and uh, some developers were wanting to go and develop a, a part of the hill country around Queenstown. Um, and so there was a well-known actor, Sam Neill, who was opposed to that and who owned land there. And so he was in a great position of authority because he already possessed the land. Okay? Um, so what am, I, what am I saying here? Um, that God wants us to possess some of the land in this community in order for that also to help our influence. Some of you are going, oh, I don't know about that. God has actually said, you know, he, he loves this community. He loves North Canterbury. And he's like, I want to place you guys. And by placing you in the position I'm going to place you, it is going to give you greater authority with the uh, governmental systems and the natural systems of this world. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, as I just said, why haven't, why, why haven't we uh, been able to actually stand up for it? still what the majority of New Zealanders believe is that marriage is between a man and a woman. Why haven't we been able to? Because we've been trying to influence from outside. I'm like, where are the strong believers that are inside that building bringing influence? God's called us to it. We've just been a little bit foggy on it the last, I don't know, couple of decades. But we should have believers that are in there who are able to bring influence so that there is influence inside rather than us trying to throw things and get their attention from outside um, so yeah that's good um, and then also uh, Neville made this statement uh, being in the cabinet war room with Winston Churchill and this, uh, this was a great Churchill quote not my best but the best so again the building is going to be beyond what we can naturally achieve it's going to be his best rather than what we can do uh, so another thing that uh, that came out there. And then he also said to us, unless you, uh, if you're going to do something significant, and the, invariably there becomes a name change. And you remember that clip we saw back on St. Patrick's Day and how St. Patrick's name was changed? So it's quite a common thing in, in, other, uh, in other places. And uh, thinking about our church too, uh, prior to us going into our next buildings, we have changed our name. So we became Life Christian Centre and then we came into this building. We've become Thrive Church. God's taking us on into the next stage. Um, so another little thing that was hidden in there as well. He also talked, uh, pulling out of the scripture, um, Revelations 2 verse 12, he talked about hidden manna. And hidden, hidden manna essentially being a word of God that is your own. And so we have got some hidden manna. Um, and God's going to give us more hidden manna that's going to enable us to jump up and go where we need to go. So a lot of wee treasures that were hidden within that word. Um, and so uh, quite an encouraging word. Um, and sometimes, you know, with a prophetic person, you've just got to, you've just got to uh, look a little bit deeper to see what, wow, what's really being said here. Um, so if you didn't hear that message last week, I encourage you. It's on the podcast. We look to get the podcast up now. If not on Sunday, it's definitely there by Wednesday. Um, so if you miss a Sunday, you can have, and I, and I encourage you, be, you know, if, if you can't make a Sunday, listen to the podcast. We try to keep the messages to about 35 minutes, so it's, a, it's an easy listen, um, and you can just keep running, because we need to run together at the moment. 
Uh, we need to run together all the time, but it's especially important at the moment. And there are a couple of cautions that came in there from Neville as well. Um, and uh, these were like about distractions and watching compromise. So being aware of the devil's schemes. Now let me give you a great example. Again, I'm drawing on the marriage amendment. You've got, um, you've got Chris Ockenbolt, politician on the West Coast. He gets up in Parliament. I watched his, um, watched his submission, 10 minutes long. And uh, Chris Ockenbolt, a Presbyterian lay pastor, was a Presbyterian lay minister for four years. Okay? He comes from a biblical background. Okay? He gets up there and he, he said a number of things. But basically, in behind it, he said, this isn't going to affect me so I'm not terribly worried about it. This is not going to affect me and my marriage. What are they there to do? Represent the interests of the generations, but the generations to come. And I'm like, and do you know what? His influence swung politicians that had a Catholic background, that had a religious background. His speech caused politicians that maybe would have stood against this on a conscience vote, caused them to actually shift their view. So you've got him, you've got Morris Williamson, and there's some other guy who, you know, their, their speeches have gone viral because, you know, they were just so amazing. They were full of compromise. Full of compromise. And this was one of the things that, that Neville was saying to us, is that, you know, you can't mix. You can't mix the two things. You can't mix the noble with the ignoble. It's like trying to mix silver and clay. You're going you're gonna to put a fragility into it that, that can't be there. Um, and so, and I think about, you know, my life and the things that, you know, we're constantly, we, and he said, you know, you fight, we fight a spiritual battle, and we do, because we're constantly getting compromise thrown at us. Constantly in society is this push to compromise, 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 compromise. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. You've all heard your kids say it, but everyone's got one. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we have. Where do we go back to? We go back to what the Word of God says. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then we've got to get in, we've got to root that thing out and get it out. Because it will not only harm us, but it will harm the generations to come as well. And so a great, there was a great, you know, it's one of those, we preach a lot of nice messages in this church. We talk about grace a lot. And we, you know, just done the New People's Court, so the first message I do is about grace. But, you know, grace isn't, uh, grace isn't an excuse to actually compromise and go against something that God has actually been quite clear to us about. So it's not a license. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, Anyway, um, and so he was you know, saying, don't bring things into your life that will water you down, essentially. Don't bring things into your life that will water you down. Um, and be aware of the enemy's schemes. Aware, he's shrewd, uh, and he was talking about that artwork and how it will get on this, the wall of someone. And you've then got something, you know, quite demonic on the on the wall in your home. You know, if if someone gave us a piece of artwork that had swear words all written over it in English, we we're probably not going to put it on our wall, are we? If someone gave us something that had that had French writing on it and it was swear words and we knew about it, we're probably not going to put it on our wall, are we? Okay, this is the same thing of what he was saying there. Is that, and he explained a little bit more to me um, uh, over some of the artworks and, and what's in behind them. And um, he's had Aboriginal people actually decipher them for him. And yeah, 
some, some dark stuff there. So it wasn't a condemnation, it was just a, hey, be aware of the schemes that the enemy will use. Um, and, um, and watch out for distractions as well. Um, and I, can, I, can, you know, I don't know if this has any sway as a pastor saying this, but can I tell you, one of the key distractions that the enemy uses time and time again is he will try and separate you out from the flock. So, so be regular here. Be regular. This is the dinner table. And if you find that there's some things that just keep it trying to take you away from the flock, then can I say, really think twice about it. And if, if there is absolutely nothing you've, you can do and you've got a conviction that, you know, actually God's saying this, then be a, be a part and be regular at a connect group. I know we live in, you know, we live in a more complex world these days with working hours and those sorts of things. But at the very minimum, be regular in a connect group. Um, but continue to make meeting here on a Sunday morning a priority um, so that we are not separated out from the flock. Um, and then the final thing I just wanted to say on that too is um, there are a lot of prophetic words given at the end. They were all recorded and Connor has an order of how they were given um, and he can give you a link so that you can listen to your prophetic, well, you can listen to all the prophetic words again, but you can find your one. Um, and so see Connor about that. But if there was anything that you were uncertain about it, again, it's like, you know, looking for the treasure, um, then please let us know and we will listen to it with you and we'll help uh, will help you with that as well. So someone this week that I actually, you know, I just helped them unpack the word. Um, and on the face of it, it looked like, Ugh. but when I unpacked it for them, I said, no, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. And they went away encouraged. Um, and that's what the prophetic is always to do. It's to encourage, to build up, to exhort us, to be all that we can be uh, in Christ. So there we go. Just a few, uh, few things we kind of wanted to... Uh, tidy up this Sunday um, and uh, and grab a hold of in order that we don't lose what God is doing at the moment. So is that cool? You guys good? Yep. Yeah, come on, clap. No, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, it's good.